What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fish Lift Eat podcast. We're so glad you decided to come back and join us for another show. My name's Casey. I'll be driving the boat for us this evening. And joining me is the normal, the Fish Lift Eat crew. We got Papa and Justin. So what's up, Papa? Oh, man. I, I can't tell you how excited I, I am to be back doing this uh, second week in a row. You got that right, man. A lot of fun. What about you, Justin? What's going on? Man, I'm stoked. He said second week in a row. That's a streak, right? Does that count as That's a streak? It. That's all, right. all it takes, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah, no, super stoked. And I'm, I'm, I'm way excited tonight because I got to bring an old friend on from uh, my old podcast, which lasted about 10 minutes. But uh, <laughs> I got Bailey from uh, Stonefly Outdoors on tonight. Hey, what up, Bailey? What is up, everybody? Good to have you, dude. Glad to be here. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm introducing these guys, Papa and Casey, here to your world, man. Our world, our weird world that we had going on, kind of prior to all this. That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think always the best way to kick it off, man. It's we want to learn a little bit about you, man. So why don't you hit us kind of with, uh, you know, who you are, background, and and you know where Stonefly Outdoors came from, where it's headed. Uh, so Bailey Stone, nice to meet everybody. Um, yeah, my, my quick synopsis is, uh, grew up central North Carolina, uh, enlisted in the military, did a short stint in the military, got out, uh, dabbled out in the oil field for a while. And, um, during that time, got 11 years, actually 11 years the other day. Um, anyways, during that time, I ended up in East Tennessee and, that's where I was introduced to fly fishing, and uh, that was the deepest, dark, darkest rabbit hole I've ever been down. So that's that's where it started, really. But I grew up in the outdoors. You know, I've always been around hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, you know, backcountry stuff. So it's always been a part of who I am. Nice. You're over on the, the East Coast. Yes. Yes, sir. Up in Up in the mountains of North Carolina. Finally, somebody over here that can understand me. Right. <laughs> and we sound normal to each other. I know. You sound perfectly normal, unlike these two guys up here on the top of my screen that I feel like, <laughs> feel like I need a translator when I talk to them. Dude, I we're, not, we're not that far off now. God damn. <laughs> if Colorado, you lose all the twang, dude. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. You disappear. <laughs> yeah, we're so. just talking straight cornbread and grits down here. <laughs> It has to be old mill though. It has to be old mill. Oh, that's the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> so Bailey, you're you're a big fly fisher. That's that's your thing in attire, correct? Yeah, that's 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 literally my world. Is that? It's not it's not a hobby for me. It's definitely, uh, it's not even a lifestyle. It's an obsession. So. Oh yeah. That's what it becomes for everybody at some point. I know. I know. Uh, Casey can attest. I know Papa can attest. Uh, fishing gets you that way at some point, and I, I'm I'm starting to feel fly tying gets you that way even more. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about how you got into tying, man? Uh, COVID. Honestly, um, <laughs> COVID hit, and I was living off the government to get my employment, like everybody else was. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, you know, there was nobody hiring and me and my girlfriend at the time were going up to the mountains every weekend camping and doing all that. And, of course, I was fly fishing as well. And I said, well, 
hell, I'm at home during the week. This is the perfect time to learn how to tie flies. So it's not some grandiose, like, oh, my grandfather did it. And that, nope, I wanted to learn how to do it. So that was in 20, I think May, actually May of 21, I, 20 or 21 is when I got my fly tying stuff. So I've only been tying about three years and now I do it professionally. So. Well, mine's not necessarily professionally, but kind of along those lines, I got into like painting my own lures and stuff mm -hmm. during COVID and just, you know, being stuck at the house, couldn't go anywhere. Actually, um, so February 2020, that's what um, I'd been looking at, at starting and dabbling into it. My wife actually bought me my first airbrush and, and the kit and all to get started with that. So that was, you know my way of being able to stay involved with fishing year round, even when, you know, weather wasn't permitted or whatever, but yep. I was out, you know, dur during COVID and you know, the, the hurdles we had to jump through that's when I started, I started painting lures at that same time. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you got anything like, I mean, is it anything in particular fly wise that you're looking at that you tie a majority of, or, I mean, have you, have you kind of broadened out, run the gambit or, yeah, so I am definitely a nymph tire. That is what I'm known for. That's my bread and butter. Um, I have a few patterns that are specifically mine. Um, there's one that we're, so we have a big tournament coming up in two weeks at this point up here in the mountains. And we have a pattern that we're going to drop after the tournament that kind of came up with and refined and uh yeah it's been we've been testing it out here and there you know kind of for days when the fish aren't biting and it has been wild it's been producing so i'm really really happy with that then i have another fly pattern that i'm really known for and um it's not anything super fancy but that's that's my bread and butter but yeah i get a lot of requests for those i'm a full custom tire so i really don't have a lot of product on the shelf as far as flies that are tied um, you know, if you came to me, saw me on an Instagram post or, you know, Facebook group, whatever it is, I'm like, Hey, I can do it. What do you need? And, um, what I like is that I can get that customer interaction where we can tweak the pattern for exactly what they want. So that's, that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. It's super cool, man. He sent us out, me and Chad, our, uh, guy behind the scenes here. He sent us some stone flies early on. Can't remember, man, about a dozen of them. Right. And they were, yeah. They were beefy, beefy stoneflies, man. Ready to do some yeah. good stuff in Colorado. The, the new version is very, not very different, but it's pretty different. Yeah, so I'm excited got, to see those this next year. You got 1.0. I'm at 1.0. All right, great. I'm at 3.0 now. I need an upgrade, man. Right. <laughs> so. Hey, man. So, uh, so on this tournament, is the reason that you're not releasing that fly or that pattern until after the tournament is because you're competing in the tournament? Uh, yeah, we don't want anyone else to know what it is. I got you. I, was just, I, didn't, I mean, that was obvious, but I was making sure that, like, I didn't know if you were actually going to be, like, participating in the tournament. Yeah, no, I'm competing uh, through Maggie Valley Fly Shop. So. I got you. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, that's, that's the reason why. As soon as we drop it, or as soon as the tournament's done, uh, it'll be available for purchase, like, in the fly shop. And um, it's... It's. I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be bigger than I can keep up with, honestly. Dude, I cannot think of a better way to like drop a new product other than just go kick everybody's ass with it and then put it on the market for sale. <laughs> that's what. That's. I mean, that's the hopes. I mean, we're we are kicking ass with it right now. Yeah, that's so, awesome. 
Yeah. Is it, is it, is it a, uh, is it, you know, like a, like a spot, a fall specific fly? You to tune into the drop to find out, Papa. <laughs> you got to tune in. You can't give away all the secrets. Uh, no, it's, it's, it has enough. You got to go into this tournament or something? Right. Nah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he gets out of the so I'm not trying to get into the details, but what were Yeah, you no, no, yeah, just. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Um, I've been seeing audience. a lot of stuff lately. People are talking about stuff coming into the fall, so they're changing up, yeah. you know, patterns yeah. and this and that and the other. So, so it is it is definitely a pattern that can be used year year round. Uh, we do have black stoneflies in the water up here. That's the closest of any information that I'm going to give. Um, but yeah, it's going to be neon orange right. <laughs> yep. and chartreuse. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it, you can use it year round. Um, I'd say in the springtime, um, it'll probably lull just a little bit, but once they start get moving around in May or so, it'll start kicking back up. Hell yeah. So, so yeah, you said you, you took a job over at uh, that fly shop. Which one is that? Uh, Maggie Valley Fly Shop. So I'm actually contracting through them. Um, I, I tie every day over there in the shop in person. So, um, nice. yeah, if anyone wants to come and stalk me, let's just be friends first. Let's just go fishing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Address <laughs> phone number, they'll be in the uh, notes below on the show. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, I need I need to come see you. That's that's really not that far of a of a trek for me. No. I'm, we used to go up I can remember like as a kid growing up, we used to go to Maggie Valley all the time up to like Catalucci and go snowboarding and stuff. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's I mean it's we're very close. So yeah, I, I definitely can make river. make a day trip up there my favorite river in the state that everyone's knows is that nobody fishes is right in between you and me which river is that the wet one <laughs> the <Yeah>. wet one you got to drop pins or nothing <clears throat> we'll, talk, we'll talk about it when we're not recording hello yeah. Yeah. yeah so but yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a great journey, man. It's there has been ups and downs. Um, there has been that frustration with learning how to tie flies, but um, there's definitely with fly tying, there's definitely an aha moment where it's like, oh, okay, that's what I've been doing wrong. And then once you take that understanding, then you have the confidence to try other patterns. Like you know, start with a pheasant tail. It's gonna be ugly as sin, and then one day it's just like, boop, yeah. got it. Hell yeah. So that's something we got into before, man, that I think would be cool right here, especially with Papa as well as you know, we, we talked a little bit about what would you give as far as advice for a, a starting kit or, you know, gear, whatever that someone wants to jump into if they were going to start tying flies. What would you recommend, man? Um, I, What I would do, sorry, I just had a, one of my guides text me right now. Um, so what I would do is, there's three patterns I would start with a woolly bugger, a pheasant tail nymph. And if you want to do um, dry flies, start with an elk hair caddis. I don't tie dry flies. It's not because I don't like tying them. It's because I'm not good at them. I, I could try it and get better. Um, but I'm just not, I'm not good at them. And I'm to the point now where I'm so busy with nymphs anyways, but. I digress. So you, what you want to do is, you know, you can start off with like a Cabela's, um, a, a Cabela's like clamp vice and uh -huh. 
you can get going. I suggest everyone to get going with a clamp vise. Don't get a rotary to start off with. Um, rotary vises, you can spin them around. It just makes it a lot faster. Um, appreciate the bad before you go to the good. These clamp vises are not good. I don't like them. But anyways, the big thing is getting good thread. Good thread, good materials. Um, that will make your journey much easier. Um, I'm a huge fan of Simperfly for all of my thread, all my materials. Um, it costs a little bit, but you're going to have less thread breakage. And, you know, I'm all about making people suffer to learn what they're trying to do. You know, like I said oil field. I'm not going to teach you the easy way to do it first. Fly tying, I will, because I want everyone to enjoy this. You know, some people it can be therapeutic for them. For me, it is. You know, and that's even when I'm cranking out a, a commercial order, it's still a therapeutic thing for me. So there's no sense in making people really suffer. You're still, you're still, even with top tier materials, you're still going to have a learning curve. So, but you can get going for with the vice, the tools, everything you need, about a hundred bucks. That was going to be my next question, right? Yep. What's your level investment to get going, right? Yep, about a hundred bucks. I buy my pheasant tails. For professionally tied, commercially tied, pheasant tail nymphs, dude, I go to Hobby Lobby. I can get five of them for like six bucks, five tails for six bucks. Nice. Like, I think that's craft stores, huh? Yep. Yep. You so get, just, just, just for my curiosity, if, if you go pick up like that many tails or whatever at Hobby Lobby, how many flies does that roughly translate to? Um, For me, about... Probably four to five hundred. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm, 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 I wasn't expecting that. I don't. I don't know what number I was expecting, but it was not that. <laughs> typically, it's typically between 80, 80 to a hundred per tail. Yeah, you're just using a couple of couple of fibers per. Mine are, mine are three three to four fibers. Yeah. So, so what, what you're saying is you can float the six bucks pretty easy. Oh yeah, you get your return very <laughs> yeah. I That's get my, crazy. my ROI on the pheasant tails is, you know, I pay $6 for this pheasant tail. I might not be able to, he should be saying this on there, but it's just for that encouragement of thinking, oh my God, this is expensive. My return of investment on five pheasant tails is three flies. It takes me three flies out of those four to 500 to make up my investment on this pheasant tail. That's awesome. So, yeah, and like the tail on this super secret nymph, I won't say exactly what feather it is from Hobby Lobby. Can you, can it's you it's super it? rare. It's actually a phoenix um, <laughs> feather. So for everybody listening, when this drops, it's super limited edition. You can't find it anywhere except at Stonefly. That's it. It's the only place you so can go. Don't don't even look at the price tag. Just just buy buy a hundred. Yep. and you're welcome. Low price of a thousand each. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, give me twelve. <laughs> I'm sitting there with a little bottle of bleach, just spraying like turkey feathers, like <laughs> <laughs> shooting crows in his front yard just to get the feathers off of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I found his secret. <laughs> um. My, my, what I will say is don't get ahead of yourself. If you're starting off, do not get ahead of yourself. You're not going to be making money off the get go. And I hate to say it until you're to the point 
I don't want it to sound any way of not being humble. I'm very humble for what I've achieved. But until you're to the point of where I'm at, um, you're not going to make money on flies. And that's, you're going to, yeah, you might save some money, but it's it's kind of a wash when you're learning. You know? Well, here's, here's my question, though, man. Like, yeah. what do you think the percentage of dudes that start tying, um, it's really just for their own purpose. I, I mean, it's probably a, a fair majority, right? They, they don't set out to actually turn it into a business. Or what do you think about that? I would say less than 5% of people that start end up tying commercially. Or I was gonna say, like if I ever tie, it's going to be just for myself. Yeah. I went soup to nuts and I went pure. You know what and I mean? I think, I think 5% is being very liberal. I would push that down closer to probably 3 or 2%. And it's you not what, good enough for it. It's just, yeah. you know, time restraints and stuff like that. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm the same way. Like I think I'm, I'm I kind of got into it, kind of fell out of it, this and that and the other. But my whole reason for doing it is is for my purpose only. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be a commercial tire or anything like that. And right from my experience on some things like that, something that I'm super passionate about. Um, if I try to turn it into something that I can gain monetarily from, I wind up hating the shit out of it. I went through that. kind of how music business went for me. So, yep. you know, I'm kind of leery of that. Yep. I, I, that happened to me recently. I, I got really discouraged because I'm just like, I want to tie all this other stuff and I'm stuck tying five different patterns. Yeah. So I, I pushed through that though. And now we're back to, okay, you know, this is what we got going on. It's going to be great. Hell yeah. I'm kind of bummed because, you know, we, we talked, is that, it was probably April or May, right? Yeah. Really? I was gonna get started. So was Chad. Hey, Chad, Chad, jump on real quick. You there? You paying attention back there? Sure. Podcast Jesus. That's the man behind the curtain. Um, you didn't start tying yet, did you, Chad? I've got the stuff. That's about as far as I made it. Damn it, we suck. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of dropped the ball on that too. I, you know, I, yeah. I was getting everything prepped through Draw Outdoors and through Stonefly and its infancy, and you know. I, I am actually, now that I'm getting settled in, going to really, really start doing the videos that we talked about. Nice, yeah. I was just checking to make sure Chad didn't start before I did, because then I'd really feel bad. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> just for everybody at home, Chad's our, uh, our our producer guy behind the scenes here, so we, we like to sneak him in and make sure he's paying attention back there every once in a while. Right, guys? Chad's the wizard, the wizard of Oz. Wizard of yeah, Oz. Or we just want to give Chad the credit he's due. Yeah, I'm checking it on him. Probably really more what it is, man. Because when this all comes out, he'll have a fair share in how that got there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm sucking up, so he makes me look good. <laughs> well, there's only so much you can do with the camera, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Post somebody else's face on me, Chad. Just wear just wear a green <laughs> screen. Wear a green screen. Mask. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going. Y'all just going to see a full green screen next time. Yeah. I'm just going to let Chad have face. a heyday with it. Yeah, we'll have Ryan yeah. Gosling here or something. <laughs> give me papa's beard or something make it look cool you go all right so so we give me we know papa's you're... beard and garrett carver's mustache oh yeah <laughs> love you garrett so bailey we know you like fly fishing man but you got a little bit of a, a bass fishing background so you know i think you chat about that because you know casey here he seems to know what he's throw doing. me a bone <laughs> <laughs> Um, throw, throw me a bone so I can contribute to the conversation. That all that all kind of started. My grandfather was a very, very well-known uh, bass fisherman growing up. 
Um, if the thing with my grandfather is people would ask if he wasn't around, they say, well, where's he fishing or where'd you cook and barbecue? Like that was it. It wasn't like, you know, is he watching TV? No, where's he fishing? Where's he cooking barbecue? Nice. So that's what got me into it. Some of my best memories were on the lake that we grew up at. You know, it was, there was a school of white bass and actually we call them here. We call them Waccamaw. It's the only, it's a white bass, but it's the only lake that we call them Waccamaws in. But um, it was, we were just throwing a topwater popper, just throwing it out. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't fish because we were catching them so fast. So. And he just had a huge smile on his face. And um, yeah, you know, I've, I've done, I've done a couple tournaments and spent way too much money that I care to ever admit because I might have some people that I was dating at the time that I told I won the rods. <laughs> you know, I found it on the back of the truck. I don't know. Casey, Casey's really in that boat. Casey's in that boat tonight. Free call. <laughs> I, I, I learned, I learned where Casey was at on some money. So last yeah. last night, Bailey, I was on a I was on a very deep rabbit hole on glide baits. Oh, and if you know anything about bass fishing, you kind of know know where glide baits can can lead you. So yeah. there's there's in the next three or five days, <laughs> there's a certain number of packages that are going to be delivered. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. The question is: Are they are they Japanese glide baits? Because if they, if you answer that, then well, for the Japanese question, I'm going to answer it very American and say I plead the fifth on that. <laughs> well, it was it was great having this one podcast with you. <laughs> I mean, it's what it's like, no, baby, it's just all I had Bass Pro points. It's fine. <laughs> my my one question. Fun to Casey was, are you sleeping on the couch or are you sleeping in your own bed? And he said, well, the packages haven't arrived yet, so. Yeah, I got I, I got a couple days to, to you know, to pad the landing for that one. But it's not like the, the, the boxes of, of glide baits that are coming, I'm not going to, I ain't worried about that because I can, she don't know the difference between a $2.99 crankbait from Walmart and a, you know, $500 glide bait. But it's when these like swim bait rods start showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean those, are, those are going to be a little harder to explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like I've dropped fly fishing. I will say for rods and stuff like that. In my experience, um, could, you know, top tier bass rods and reels are very expensive, but for fly fishing, it's nothing to drop $1,800 on a combo. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, in fly fishing, it's an outfit. An outfit, man. Outfits and indicators. You call it a bobber. Bobbers. It's a bobber. But yeah, it gets expensive very quickly. <laughs> I, I there was a reel that I had to have for this tournament. You know, it's how it goes. Three hundred and twenty-two dollars later, I'm like, oh, well, make it work. <laughs> so. That that's yeah. solid. That's a solid question right there. What's the most expensive piece of kit gear that you guys own? Everybody around the horn, Casey. Boat don't count. The answer that like I publicly share what I actually paid for it. <laughs> uh, I'll let you choose. What are you talking about? Like tackle specific? Let's do yeah, whatever. 
most expensive piece. I got a five hundred dollar rod. Here's the thing, though. I don't, I don't splurge when it comes to to tackle like rods and reels and stuff like that, because I know how rough I am on my stuff, right? So, like, we've I deal with a shop that's semi-local to here that does over-the-counter warranties and stuff, and like, so that's the brand that I fish because it's high quality, it's good stuff, but I can show up with it in three pieces and leave with a new one. So like I I there's definitely rods that I can spend a lot more on. Um, but I don't. Then outside of that, it'd probably be like my boat electronics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I, I mean, I've got live scope, I've got, you know, the Gen 4 um hummingbird side imaging and then another one on the front for down imaging and, and things like that. So I mean I've I've got a little chunk of change just in, in electronics on the boat. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you're fishing professionally right so like i can see that yeah. i would that's that, that's a stretch one day that's the goal that's the goal Itch. all right Papa. Think, how about you Papa? Yeah, go ahead. yeah go ahead Papa. uh just i got uh i think it was uh 400 bucks in an outfit you know i don't have anything that's that's crazy expensive um no. i don't i don't make a whole hell of a lot of money either so <laughs> it's hard to do it but I don't um, think any bigger does. So, you know, but, where did where did outfit come from? I can't make sense of that. I mean, I get combo and and all this other stuff, but what what's it's an fly outfit? Fishing. It's fly fishing. It doesn't make sense. Just yeah, it's it, it's just like the indicator thing, like all that stuff. It's just specific to the it's sport. Just, and you it's got, just their know. way of being different from spin fishing. It's yeah. their way to make so sure. But, but basically, when, when you're what you're calling an outfit is essentially a rod and reel. It's, it's a ride and reel combo is exactly so like what, what we would call a combo. Yeah. So I mean yeah. to that I mean, yeah, I mean I've got probably close to a thousand dollars in in a combo that I have between yeah. the you know the the DC reel and, and the rod and all that, but no, I was confused on one of that. Sorry sorry to interrupt, carry on. No, nah, all that stuff kinda kinda funny because you also have, you know, they call rod and reel, what you're calling rod and reel conventional tackle, right? Yeah. As opposed to, you know, and you have fly fishing, fly rod, fly reel, whatever outfit, and this, that, and the other. On like, if you go back in essence, you know, wouldn't you think something that you called conventional would be something that kind of came, you know, yeah. before? So it's, it's just, yeah. you know, it's all, it's all backwards. backwards. Yeah. Well, so, I call, uh, I call spinning rods, um, fairy ones, if that, if that's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> So, my most expensive, uh, I bought, it was $1,800 for everything, rod and reel. Yeah, it was a, it was a Scott-centric with a uh, Able reel. Uh, custom Able, of course. I can't just have normal. Um, every one of my rods that I use um, typically runs about 700 so all the ones that I have right now, except for this one. This one is actually North Fork Composites. Um, it actually was Gary Loomis. It's his new company. So because Gary Loomis doesn't own Loomis rods anymore. He he owns, he's got that in Edge, right? Yep. Edge he owns rods, North yeah. Fork Composites. Um, it was actually a pretty, well, for me, it was a pretty budget build. About 400 bucks for the rod. So I was yeah. happy with that. But like I just got, a year and infant rod just got built and it was... 
I think 725. But I mean, with fly fishing, especially, there are times that cost doesn't equate how it feels on the river. Um, there's and there are companies that are better at doing something than they shouldn't be doing another thing. Like Winston is the best dry fly rod, in my opinion, that you can buy. You're on anything, don't buy a Winston. Right. You know, Winston, if you see it, you can send me a free rod to try to prove me wrong. <laughs> um, it, but, you can send me one too, and I'll start fly fishing. There you go. But same thing with Thomas and Thomas, their contact too is an exceptional urine rod. Um, you know, their dry fly, not a fan. And then Orvis, just an all around great rod. Um, Sage is the same way. They have very, very, very good rods. So it's all one of those things. It becomes a personal preference kind of thing. Like my, my favorite rod is actually from New Zealand, CTS. They're, I think the best rods in the world. Nice. Um, my urine infant rod is from Diamondback up in uh, Vermont. And that's, I, th I think that's the best urine infant rod. Uh, then you have Hardy from England. They make exceptional rods as well. And it's, it, it becomes a preference thing very quickly. Um, you know, when I did a lot of tournament or when I did a lot of the bass fishing, it was, I was a big, like the SLX DC. I enjoyed that more than the, uh, the Murano. And I love, St. Croix for a long time until they had some QC issues and you snap every rod you throw. And then I made the switch to Fenwick and I like Fenwick now. So it's it's a very cyclical thing. Yeah. Oh, we could do yeah. that all, all day for rods and reels on the fly fishing side. Man. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think rods and reels in general, just because it, it's all you're gonna go back, you're gonna go back to what you had good luck with, right? Yeah. Like, I've got a handful of St. Croix rods, like he's talking about, and I've had great luck with them. I yeah. mean, I, I rely on them a lot just because, you know, the shop down the road here, they do over-the-counter warranty for St. Croix. So, right. you know, it, it's a convenience factor, too, but then they are, you know, they're good. I like them on, like, my finesse techniques and, and crankbait rods and stuff like that where I need more sensitivity because, you know, kind of the running, the running thing in the industry is you'll have, like, a – you know, we classify rods as, you know, medium, medium, heavy, heavy, extra heavy, things like that. Yeah. So you'll hear, you'll hear jokes about like, well, this rod's heavy, but then there's a St. Croix heavy, right? You know, yep. generally St. Croix is kind of known for being on the lighter end of the, of the spectrum for their power ratings, which, you know, can really work out for you and a lot of things. And, and I've had good luck with them in the finesse techniques when I've needed more you know, in more rod give and, and things like that. But then, you know, I've got Dobbins rods that I throw for certain techniques. I've got some 13 fishing rods that I throw for certain techniques. You know, it's, you know, th there's a, there's definitely a place where you can, you can find stuff that you're comfortable with and then you get set in stone with that. And that's how you want to be. And that's the stuff you rely on week in and week out. But then, you know, the stuff that I love, there's there's plenty of people you can get on any fishing forum you want and people just bashing the crap out of it but yeah at the end at the end of the day your your opinion is going to be based on what what you've experienced on the water my opinion's based on did i catch a fish or not <laughs> yeah it's all the rod it's always the rod in the reel always rod man no no, no 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 it's about looking good on the water that's look good look, look good play good i'll tell yeah. you that everyone is so all of my rods get they're all custom built that's just I get to pick and choose the rod built and that's what I like to do. 
So every rod has a matching reel. <laughs> Could I use two reels or one reel for three different rods right now? Oh yeah. Do I want to? Nope. Yeah, it's <laughs> just the same way. Like this, this, this reel seat on this on this NFC has a little bit of yellow in it, you know, has a little bit of black. And I said, cool, I'm going to get a black sage spectrum C and throw it with this exact line because it has that color in it. Like, I'm bad to do that. I, I do that with braid too, like on my yep. spinning rods and stuff. If I'm doing like braid the leader, yeah, whatever, whatever color goes with the, like the accent writing on the rod or the reel yep. or whatever. Yep, you'll yeah. see the the yeah. yellow braid or the orange braid or the blue braid. Play good, right? That's yep. right. If I feel if I feel good about it, I'm gonna catch all the fish. Wow, fuck yeah! Oh yeah, <laughs> Got confidence confidence comes from many different facets. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, but yeah, that's you know, and that's that's the thing that I will admit about fly fishing. It is it it can be very expensive. Um, once you will outgrow rod and reel and you will need to upgrade because what will be holding you back is that, is, is that outfit that you have. Um, they're, they're hundred dollar outfit I had. Is that what you're trying to say? I listen, I don't I haven't fished with you. I don't know what your skill is. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that Justin, but well, you look at my Instagram. There hasn't been very many fish up there. So pretty, well, if y'all could ever not have Noah's flood and get out on the water. Yeah, no doubt, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's a very there's there's old rods. Um, there's Saint Croix Mojo trout that you can get for eighty five bucks, and they were four hundred dollars, you know, a few years ago. And yeah. an exceptional rod to make that step up. You just got to put in that time to kind of research, you know, pick up, find a copy of a fly fishing magazine from eight years ago. Yeah, whatever the hottest rod then now is like two hundred bucks. Yeah. It was a thousand dollars eight years ago. Ah, hey, for what for for what it's worth to our listeners, the Mojo Bass stuff is the same way. Yeah, like you can. I have Mojo Bass rods that I paid a lot more for than like one of the swim bait rods that I've got. I've got on the way right now is a Mojo, and it's kind of disgusting at how much I paid for that rod compared to what I paid for smaller Mojo yeah. rods. Yeah. And especially the older Mojo Bass, the Mojo Bass from five years ago, is crazy. That thing was, and it's, a, and, it's a, and it's a good rod. It's still a good rod, but that one yeah. from back when I don't know what they changed, but those old ones were stupid good. Yeah, well, the biggest thing they changed on these new ones is that new Trigicon or whatever, not Trigicon. Damn, they're putting okay. they got what they got a Picatinny rail on those well, things. <laughs> well, it's it's try it's tricked or something. It's a triangle grip. Like, no joke. I picked one, I picked one up just because yeah. I wanted to try it, but it's uh ah oh, hell, I'm gonna have to look it up now. It's gonna piss me off. But uh it's trick or something. Y'all carry on, I'll look it up. <laughs> Get chat on it. Hey chat. What word in the English language am I trying to use? It's the trigon grip. Trigon. Yeah, see, I was close. Come on. Yeah. yeah. No, I just picked one of those up in a in a spinning rod. And it's it's pretty cool. That's kind of the biggest change, really, of any of the St. Croix rods that I've seen seen them do lately. That looks fancy. What was it called? Say that again. Trigon. Trigon. 
Oh, we lost Casey. Oh, Casey disappeared real quick. Hopefully he's in the back. We'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> Casey's down. Well, I think that's that's cool. We we got to move on anyway. So I think like one of the yep. things that would be cool to talk about real quick too is, uh, you know, some of the content we're going to be putting out just as a whole here and how Bailey, you're kind of can jump in a little bit and uh, assist in that. So maybe we talk a little bit about a uh, kind of a fly fishing beginner series we were looking at doing. Yeah, I'm actually planning on starting here in the next couple of weeks. Like I said, it's kind of like going to do whip finish Wednesday. I'll record it. And I'll also, um, I'm going to, I plan on doing kind of a beginner thing before I, <laughs> before yeah. I go, before I go live on Instagram or whatever, you know, platform that I am on. Um, I plan on recording a quick, you know, 10 minute video, five minute video, whatever dictates on beginner fly time, beginner fly fishing. Yeah, so then cool. Whenever I post, it'll be both of them will, you know, kind of piggyback off of each other. So, but yeah, starting in a few weeks with finish Wednesday is going to be a thing. So that's cool. Yeah, if you yeah. guys are following Bailey on uh, Instagram, you totally should. Right. Because I mean, you're going live. I don't know how many times a week. I mean, I see you on there often. Yeah. Um, yeah Stone Way to hit it, Chad. Stone fly outdoors. Instagram, right. Right down. He's still end. paying attention. That's still professional shit right there. Paying more attention than we are. We're actually live. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you guys aren't following Bailey, he gets on and ties live with guys all over the place. Goose and uh, every I mean, yeah, every Monday. Yeah, it to to my buddy Goose. Yeah, <laughs> we got a story for him one day. Uh, yeah, we got to get him on just for that story. Yeah, that's what I said to Papa the other night. You got to get him on just for that story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I want to follow uh, Bailey and the guys, man. It's pretty cool because I've jumped on a few times and thrown yeah. out some questions. You guys will answer answer right on the fly. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> you know, I've seen you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was. Hey, man, I'm a dad. I can use dad jokes now. Um, oh yeah. But they'll tie right there, right there, and then, right? I mean, you've had guys ask you to tie something. Yep. From beginning to end, and, and you I can't. One of the other three guys will. So yeah, man, it's, it's super cool. So make sure you guys follow him over there. Yep. Yeah. But then I'm starting another another series. Finally, actually doing it now that I have a good camera. Um, there's a book that I suggest everybody buys. It's the Little Red Book of Fly Fishing. Um, every page there might be a paragraph or it might be a full page, but it goes through it's it's like five or six sentences for most of them that you know one of them that has that helped me more than anything on the water was um it's like papa when you're when you're fly fishing so it's, let's say you're fishing in a river do you fish only behind a rock to try to catch fish no yeah always fish in front of the rocks too yeah always there some of the times that's where the biggest fish is holding up yeah so that's one of those little snippets from Little Red Book that I was when I was getting going. I was like, "Oh, well, hell, I didn't know that." The two, that one, that one, and um, the reading, reading water, a book yep. about you know how to read the water. Yep. And the, the two game changers for me. Yeah. So that's that's we're gonna do a series where I go through each little excerpt. I mean, there's literally gonna be like 190 something episodes. Hell yeah. So, but yeah, that'll get going here in the next few weeks to a month. Um, probably closer to a month, just prepping for the tournament and everything. But, um, yeah, and then just filming content while we're fishing. I'm gonna have my GoPro on during the competition. So sweet. 
Yeah. I'm super, I'm super, super stoked to to get a couple of those flies when that tournament's over with. To try them out in these spots down here. Yeah, it's it's a killer. Hell yeah, it's a. I'm very excited for. I'm more excited about this pattern than I was for my uh, my stone fly pattern. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, and y'all, uh, you know, Bailey's talking about you know sharing this stuff and posting this stuff whenever he's competing in these tournaments and his flies and stuff. So make sure that. Um, Y'all are following Fish Lift Eat Official on Instagram just because we'll make sure that, um, you know, we're sharing these in, in our stories and, and in reels and our posts and stuff so that you can follow along with what he's doing as well as at, um, at Stonefly Outdoors. But no. we'll, we'll make sure to, you know, to be complimenting that as well and, you know, for for everybody following us over there at Fish Lift Eat. I, uh, my little shameless plug, too, is – Oh, see what happens when you try to do a shameless plug. Oh man! No, no shameless plugs around here. <laughs> the more shameful, the better. We're all back. <laughs> there you are. That was incredible, man. That was just incredible. Time. Shameful plug, Andy disappears. Yeah. Look at check. <laughs> screenshot yeah, that one. Somebody screenshot that right there. <laughs> There is Chad. You can drop it, man. Stone oh, That's his new profile pic. Not for sure. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Oh, there we go. Wait till you see. Wait till you see the picture of how how your picture froze. Just oh, <laughs> oh, that's great. No. <laughs> but speaking of, isn't there? A, you got a you got a fall drop on your end, huh? Yeah. 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 We just released the fall drop over at huntlifteat.com. Pull that um, up, Chad. A lot, there of cool, it is. a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. So as y'all can see right there, some new designs, some uh, you know, some designs that we brought back that were crowd favorites, like the deadlifting bear and yeah, click on and that. Things like that. I can't tell you yeah. how many times I got yeah. cussed out for something I can't control over that goddamn deadlifting bear. Everybody loves the deadlifting bear. So uh so you're you're welcome. It's back. Make sure you go go over to huntlifteat.com and get your get your deadlift and bear shirt as well as anything else. You know, not gonna lie, my personal favorite is some of the new um the new beanies over there. Yeah. Can't wait. You know, I'm I'm already our our 2024 tournament schedule just released. And for those of you that don't know, that kicks off in January. And if it's anything like this year, it's gonna be about 25 degrees at blast off. Mm -hmm. And you know, to, to Western people and Northern people, that that's not that's not that cold. But to to Georgia, that's that's too damn cold. So you know, I got me I got me a stash of beanies ready to go. Keep keep my little ears warm on the lake. You know, for the for those early winter tournaments. Hey, other shameless plug: we got some fish lift eat gear up there too. So you know, buy some of the fall drop, but make sure you jump on over to the fish lift eat stuff as well. Casey's got a nice hat on right there. I got that. Get you. Get you the hat and Wilders. he's rocking the, the, the Wilders bait and tackle hoodie. To crowd wearing, but I got the shirt right here. It's a product placement. This premium shit, buddy. But yeah, it's all you, you can find that fish lift eat gear. I, it's all at the same place with the fall drop on on huntlifteat.com. Um, and then whenever you, whenever you pick it up, you know. Another, I'll plug the Instagram again. Go, go follow us at Fish Lift Eat Official, and yep. um, 
make sure you're you're sharing your adventures with us when you're when you're rocking that fish lift eat gear so that we can get you shared on our page and you know we can we can include you on this crazy ride that we're on and absolutely and you can you can be tagged along for every every bit of it yeah. we're just getting started i like it well hey we're getting on in about 45 minutes here i think uh about time we ask bailey for his fish story what do y'all think oh yeah Let's have it, dude. What's the one end all beat all fish story you got? Um, we were fishing off the coast off Calabash, North Carolina. And uh we've been catching red snapper and amberjack all damn day. I mean, my arms were tired. We we were at like, you know, 170 to 270 feet. Well, I had I had two I had two snappers hooked on and because you know we're dropping two or three hooks at a time and the captain's like, all right, everybody start reeling in. We're going to head back in shore. And it was a big, you know, charter boat with probably 100 people fishing. And uh, we were at the back of the boat, thankfully. And so he started going, and I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm just reeling. The story happened before I could take my hand from here to here to flip the bail. I mean, on the, on the, you know, the big crank, the ocean cranks. So I'm trolling in the Gulf Stream with about 150 foot, 100 foot of line with two red snappers on it that were probably 14, 18 inches a piece. And I see this shadow just come out of nowhere. And it took the first one and then snapped off, came back, grabbed the next one, got hooked. And before I could go from here to there to let the line run, it took off and snapped. And of course, the deckhands were like, they were like, dude, just start reeling. Oh, my God, what is that? Um, so they told, they were just like, dude, you don't understand what you just lost. I'm like, well, what? And they're like, at least a million dollar tuna. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, money. Yep. They, they said that thing was easily in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. So, yeah. So, uh, can you send me some like GPS coordinates of where this was? <laughs> Dude, it was off the coast of Calabash, North Carolina, right there. In the oh, middle. that's didn't that's that, crazy? Didn't they set the record this year for the for the most expensive tuna again? Is it is it tuna every year that somebody spends a million dollars amount of money on? Yeah, and this year was the the you know they set the yep. record for it. Pretty much. I never year. thought I'd say this, but I might be fishing for the wrong fish. <laughs> Yeah, you and tens of thousands of other people. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's the problem. It's, it's like the first it. fish of the season or some crazy shit. Yeah, like that, it was the first fish they caught that year. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, that's that's my fishing story, dude. Man. Do you know how many custom rods and reels you could have got with that? I can <laughs> tell you right now. I'm gonna be honest. I would have been fat and happy and probably fishing a lot <laughs> if I had done that. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like 12, 13, 14 at the time. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yep. That's an awesome story. Yeah, that is, that's incredible. So there's that's that's my fishing story. I but. feel like that's a, a solid finish up. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't have anything to top that with. Yeah. <laughs> so one time I caught a brown trout. It was eight inches long. <laughs> <laughs> Only <laughs> I caught this sweet little bluegill in a farm pond one time. <laughs> I don't catch shit. Uh, million dollar tuna, fellas. Million dollar tuna. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, if you want to wrap it, then you know, fellas, it was great to meet you. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on, Bailey. And I, I think we all probably look forward to having you on kind of on the regular, man. You know, here, there, everywhere. That's bad. Yep. There we go. Stone Flyers on Instagram. Make sure you all get over there and follow them. Uh, more than worth your time. Yep. And uh, Casey, your turn. My turn. Yeah. So, like Justin said, make sure you follow and make sure you follow and don't fly outdoors. But then, while you're on the same app, head on over and follow Fish Lift Eat Official, and uh, you know follow along in the madness that we have. Keep up to date with what we're doing. Podcasts coming out, and we're about to have a lot of other content on different platforms. So you're not going to want to miss out on that. Um, just so that to, to replug it, make sure that you're going and checking out the new the new fall drop at at huntlifteat.com. You know, picking up that picking up that merch and then while you're in there go check out the fish lift eat merch and uh, and pick some of that up like we talked about but you know as you know we're, we're finally getting some feet under us now in this podcast and we we really appreciate all y'all that are that are coming over and you know people that have followed us from the when we were posting episodes on the hunt lift eat official or the hunt lift eat podcast um you know, it really means a lot to us. We really appreciate you being over here and, you know, be looking for us. You know, th this podcast will be coming out every Monday and then, you know, possibly some more more content behind that, um, you know, later on down the road. You know, we, we got some awesome guests lined up to be on here that you're not going to want to miss. But um, I just want to I want to say to all our, our listeners. <laughs> yeah, Bailey, Bailey was the first. That's why we had him on here first. <laughs> you know, here. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta we gotta set the bar high so that everybody that we come that we bring on from here is just is just that much better. But you know, hopefully, hopefully we even have some people on that Bailey's helping us helping us hound too while they're on here. So yep. Yep. um you know, we, we mentioned Chad. We appreciate everything Chad's doing back there. Thanks, um, Chad. Make, making us look good. You're killing it. But um, yeah, so for all of you, we just we, we appreciate y'all. We, we love y'all. We hope that you know to be able to get more involved with y'all in the future. So make sure that you're finding us on these outlets and, and get involved and um, and let us know what you're doing. Let us see what you're doing. And um, but until then, you know, just keep the lines wet, and we'll catch you on the next cast. See y'all, everybody. Later.